I know it's been a little while, so just as a reminder, this episode contains language and stories that are not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Vocab word of the week this week is circuit party. I wanted to touch on this one this week because yes, we do mention it in this episode, but I also had a friend who came out probably about a year ago and was like, Jack, I had no idea what a circuit party was. Someone asked me if I wanted to go and I just assumed they were like going to go work out and do a circuit. (laughs) So this is for you. A circuit is a loose global network of often weekend long dance athlons where party goers, usually just gay men, convene to bond socially, sexually, and musically. They actually started in the 1970s and have grown into an international phenomenon with parties blossoming through Europe, Latin America, and more recently, the Asian Pacific Rim. These are not just like your nightclub dance parties that you might be thinking of. This is a full-on rave that goes on for a whole weekend. There's different dances and different parties that you can go to. Typically there's like a theme. Most men just wear like tight shorts and maybe a harness. You know, you get a little creative. But again, these things go all day and all night. So it's not uncommon for party drugs to be used. It is definitely like a specific scene for gay men. Not my cup of tea, but I feel like sometimes you gotta try things at least once, right? I'm always down for a good Ariana Grande remix. You know what I'm saying? Since I have not published an episode here in the last few weeks, I just wanted to give you a quick little update on life. Kyle and I moved into our very first apartment together. So sweet, so fun. I actually fucking hate moving. Y'all, I am so bad at it. I get overwhelmed. I end up just throwing things out and then I like cry because I don't have anything anymore. And Kyle's the exact opposite. He likes to keep everything. So we had to kind of meet in the middle ground there, you know? I got to keep a couple things. He needed to throw away a couple things. And eventually we got to move in, but we were homeless for a solid 11 days. I got COVID during that time, missed out on an awesome trip to California that he was going on and had to quarantine. Not to mention that same weekend that I tested positive my whole family was coming into town on my mom's side to celebrate my grandma's 85th birthday so I had no place to stay got to stay in a nice little hotel room for a couple days fortunately my sister went out of town and I got to stay at her and her husband's house so thank y'all for that but man that COVID stuff does not mess around but thankfully I'm better I was vaccinated as you should be too because Pfizer is officially FDA approved let's freaking go This week, we are talking to Kyle. I'm really excited for y'all to hear his story. We are just gonna hop right into it. But first, make sure that you're either following me, jru18, or Y'all Are Gay Podcast on Instagram. We're gonna have updates. I'm gonna start doing some cool new things here with this podcast. Maybe get a little bit of videos in there. Who knows? I don't know. It's gonna be an adventure over the next couple months. So make sure you're following along. And if you are not following us slash me on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're getting your podcast, please do so. That'd be great. Then you get an update on when I release an album, (coughs) album, when I release an episode, and then you're always in the know. And if you have friends that might be interested in being on this, send them my way. 
I typically do interviews over Zoom. Um, I can do them here in person now. I got two mics. But yeah, I'd love to hear some new stories. I would love to hear from different parts of the world. So if y'all have those gays that are out, out in the world, come on, send them my way. I'd love to talk to them. All right, I know I said that we'd get right into it and then talked for a couple minutes, but I know y'all stopped listening right after the conversation's over. So, just need to do my little plug before we got started, but here we are. My name is Jack White, and this is Y'all Are Gay. Let's get real. We are back, and this is the 10th episode of Y'all Are Gay, and I decided to bring on someone a little more special. Many of you know his name. Many of you have been requesting for him to come on here. And so today is the day that we have Kyle John Robrock here to share his story. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing well. <laughs> good, good, good. Tell everyone what you're up to these days. I coach swimming at the University of Denver, and we're actually gearing up for our championship level meet at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. So we started taper, which basically means we're starting to rest. People are starting to feel good. The spirits are high and uh, the vibes are good at practice. So it's been a good week. That's great. And when is that meet? Uh, They'll be going next week. So I guess once this podcast gets dropped, they will be done. They'll be be done. uh, So I think one of the first questions that we should probably address is how do we meet? I want to hear your your side of the story for our audience and how we know each other. Okay, so it was it's almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the end or no, the beginning of August, and you know, just as I was saying, you know, some season kind of wraps up at the end of July, and you move into the maintenance um, portion. So it's not a lot of uh, you know early mornings and and crazy swimming hours. So at that point in my life, I had just finished my 2019 summer season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I decided to get back on a dating app. <laughs> um, you know, I'd been on and off them for a while. And going into 2019, I decided to take a break. So my New Year's resolution was meet someone naturally and, <laughs> you know, kind of give it up. So I, I gave up the the dating apps and you know august came around i was extremely bored and testosterone levels were pretty raging they were raging (laughs) and i was like all right well i'll I'll hop back on an app you know maybe a a quick hookup or something and yeah be good to go and and delete it from there so i caved in my new year's resolution but hey i made it you know seven months so props to myself that's better than most people (laughs) in their new year's resolutions yeah and then over half the year. Yeah, so you logged onto the app and all of a sudden I'm sliding into your DMs. Yeah, well, I was actually on the app for about a, a week. Uh-huh. I'm I'm pretty pick, picky when it comes to, you know, the people I'm into and the people that I'll, I'll be with or anything and I haven't been with a lot of people, so kind of have high standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually, you know, created this account for a different guy and started messaging him mm. and things were going great. It was uh the guy who was in a relationship, so it was pretty simple, no strings attached. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, we had planned to meet up on Sunday for like a brunch date. You and this guy. Me and this guy, yeah. Then so this was like Friday, maybe maybe even Thursday. Mm-hmm. Then you messaged me, and I had seen your profile, but I was like, from the picture, you know, it's pretty. <laughs> just like, all right, whatever. It. I didn't love it. 
and uh, but the question you had you had asked was the best question I think anyone has ever asked me on a dating app. Uh, you know, it wasn't just "What's up, stud?" or <laughs> "Hey, you up?" or you know those kind of things. Into yeah, it was you know what is the most challenging thing about coaching mm-hmm. and. That really, you know, hit me in a sweet spot. I I really enjoy my job. It is something I kind of live for. It's like a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to answer that. I was like, this could be a great conversation, if anything. And yeah. so I thought about it, you know, answered the question. And to me, it's and to give an answer to that question. Yeah. What is the answer to that question? I, I really enjoy finding what motivates individuals um, and, and seeing them kind of triumph at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And each individual is different. So it takes a long time to get to know that person. It, in a sense, you know, in kind of a selfish way, you get to be part of someone's life mm-hmm. and really help them as a young adult or a college student grow into who they are and kind of guide them in that direction. I've learned lots of things and obviously I'm still learning and I'll still make mistakes, mm-hmm. but it's a new challenge with each person and it's, uh, yeah, it's super exciting. And, you know, swimming is just the, the piece of that process, but it's really getting to know these people and, and helping them as best I can. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was kind of the answer. And, and I was like, sweet, a hot swim coach. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then literally Friday night comes around the next day. Or maybe Saturday. I don't know if we waited a day. It was it was Saturday because you had brunch plans on Sunday. That's right. That's and right. I took those from that motherfucker. Yeah, you did. Basically, you I was playing a board game, and you were going from like party to party, goal of to get from the DTC to downtown. Classic. And every party that you had gone to, or a new pregame, or whatever it was, it was a spam of text messages to come over. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm playing Pandemic, you know, before the pandemic hit. <laughs> I was trying to get through the game, and I was like, man, this guy is really aggressive, you know, but whatever, it'll be kind of fun. And I was with some guy friends that wanted to go out, and so we went. We met up at Herbs and mm-hmm. met in the bathroom at Herbs. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. And then I roped you in and didn't let you escape after that. So Yeah, I'm currently tied up. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> currently locked in the closet. <laughs> Right now, and being forced to be on here. Where did you grow up? And tell everyone sort of your upbringing, and then we can break into your story, and I'll ask questions along the way. Sounds good. So I'm originally from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I was born in uh, Burnsville, grew up in Prior Lake. We kind of suburb house across the street from Native American Reservation. Had a casino. There was then farms. So it was a pretty cool place to grow up. There was a lot of like fun things to do outside. You could be just kind of that country boy kid Mm -hmm. messing around on the farms and playing in the lakes, getting in trouble with the farmers, you know, oh, stuff like that. I always got in trouble with the farmers. (laughs) Probably different trouble though. Yeah. So my parents split when I was about 13, moved to a different house, still pretty close, you know, in the same kind of area. We moved to Savage, Minnesota, which is actually like a quarter mile from the high school I went to. So it was really nice being that close. We went to to Prior Lake High School. Yeah. Okay. And when did you first realize like, yo, I think I'm, I think I'm a little gay. (laughs) Um, I didn't actually come to terms with it or realize it. I guess I was pretty naive with myself. Mm-hmm. 
Not really sure why I have have ideas, but I didn't come to terms with it or really even realize it until my senior year of high school, um, like the last month, maybe two months. Hmm. And it started to kind of click when I kind of realized that these guys in my class and in the, you know in other classes, but people in my school, I'd be like, oh, that guy, I want to get to know him. Mm. I want to be his friend. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a sense of attraction, I don't think, at that point. Or at least, again, I didn't realize it. Yeah. But I kept being like, man, I want to be that person's friend. Mm-hmm. And again, just had no idea. That can't be me. I didn't even think about it. Right. So it wasn't until, yeah, my senior year when it finally clicked. And mm-hmm. when it did click, it was uh, really easy for me to, to, you know, I was okay with it right mm-hmm. away. I remember figuring it out and being like, holy shit, like, I'm gay. I went home, went to bed that night, looked, you know, stared up at the ceiling in my bedroom. I thought to myself, if you can say this out loud, then you'll be okay with it. Hmm. So I just said out loud to myself, I'm gay. And literally I fell asleep in like (laughs) 10 minutes after that. As you do. Yeah. And that was it. You, I mean, you were just in your bed and like, I'm gay. Yeah. And I'm out. No, like, yeah, that's cool. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it wasn't like I was out to the public, Mm -hmm. but I was out to myself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's been pretty easy for me is being being myself. I've always grown up kind of being that trendsetter, maybe Mm -hmm. not setting these cool, crazy trends in high school or anything. I was never like this popular person that people looked up to or anything, but I just wanted to be who I was. And, you know, I, I can kind of thank my parents for that, really just allowing us as, you know, me and my two younger brothers to grow up and be who we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of no, there's not a lot of rules, not a lot of stuff that we had to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to dress ourselves as soon as we got out of Catholic school mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. So with growing up with your parents and them not necessarily having a ton of rules around what you can and can't do. But also growing up in a Catholic school, was there ever talk of like homosexuality that you can remember? Honestly, I don't. And again, I could have been so just focused on other things Mm -hmm. that I didn't hear that it was wrong. But definitely not in my house was it talked about being a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It was never a negative connotation at all. But was it ever talked about in your house? Not really. Not, Not the only instance that I can remember ever talking about it was there was this guy on my swim team who was many years older than me i was probably 10 years old when he was a senior in high school Mm -hmm. and my mom started coaching when i was about 12 so she became involved in like you know the parent groups and the coaching staff and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. this guy was also friends with another coach so i was coached by this girl named kim and one of her best friends was this gay guy and he was like really, really out and uh, flamboyant, flamboyant and mm-hmm. expressive. I remember he had a belly button ring, and I was like, "That is interesting." But <laughs> that is neat. Yeah, uh, yeah, just different, right? <laughs> yeah, good for him. So the only talk we had was about this guy, and it was only because we left for vacation two weeks or something, and we needed someone to watch our house. So the other coach, Kim, watched our house. She invited this guy over, and he slept in my bed Mm. and my mom was like, Hey, this guy's going to sleep in your bed just to let you know he's gay. And to me, I I think from what my mom says, she goes, 
yeah, you were kind of freaked out about it and mm-hmm. like unsure of what that meant. But that was it. Yeah. And I honestly don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. So. That's so interesting and such a different take, I think, on a lot of other people's stories that grew up in really strong in Christian households or really strict households, like the fear and shame behind it. You've never really had shame behind being gay, I would say. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. You know, I think everyone has their own secrets, mm-hmm. if you will, own personal things that, you know, you don't need to share with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But I think my parents, especially my mom, you know, has those things and, you know, recognize that she had or has to go through like hardship because of other people not being accepting of those things. Mm. You know, she didn't ever express what those things were until later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't get into that, but probably from her perspective, she didn't want me or my two brothers to grow up having to worry about that. Mm. And we come from a very, very honest household. That mm. is like a huge huge value within our household you know i was taught early on i would not get in trouble if i told the truth i might get you know that's disappoint i'm disappointed in you but Mm -hmm. i was never reprimanded for anything if i told the truth Mm -hmm. and so it's been easy you know i mess up or i break the rules tell the truth and good to go yeah that's great parenting and just in general and it shines through as well to you as an adult now too i think so you said that when you were talking to yourself in bed, mm-hmm. came out to yourself, that was senior year or going into senior year, you said? No, that was the end of senior year. End of senior year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after that point, what changed? And, you know, were you suddenly going to school and telling your friends or what? Yeah. So we'll take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, so senior year, there was this girl who I was really good friends with. Mm-hmm. She was in our friend group. A lot of the friends in our friend group started dating. I really was keen of this girl. I was mm-hmm. like, she's an awesome person. We love hanging out. And we didn't hang out enough to like really get to know each other. So we started dating. Mm-hmm. I ended up dating her for nine months. Oh. It was honestly incredible. We did everything you know that a couple would do. We celebrated holidays. Um, we really cared for each other. And I think she was the person who really taught me what love was. You know, we went to prom together. We went to homecoming together. We went to snowball for sure because we were... Ours was called snowball too. The, yeah. Like the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yeah, in the winter. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. We were on the royalty. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, we got to go around to middle schools and, you know, talk to them about what we were going to do in college. And, oh my gosh, that's sweet. Yeah, miss, miss school for this. Um, I really enjoyed our relationship and it mm-hmm. taught me a lot. We started talking about... What are we going to do when we go to college? Because mm. we had decided to go separate ways. Mm-hmm. So we were going to have to do this distance thing. And as soon as that came into my mind, I was like, there's no way this is really going to work. Started to put some pieces together of like, oh, wait, if I really loved this person, it would work out. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm in high school. I have no idea what love is. Swimming was like, again, a huge part in my life. So as soon as I got that, you know, thought in my head, it was pretty much over from then. We ended up breaking up, oh, maybe a month after prom. Mm-hmm. So whenever that was, mm-hmm. April. It was tough. She, she was pretty heartbroken. And when I saw that, I realized, like, that it was a good thing we broke up mm-hmm. because my heart wasn't in it as much as hers was. 
yeah to carry someone else's heart on a string like that and so fragile that a heart can be it would not have worked out in the end so i'm really glad we did that you know in the moment it was awful and i and i still feel bad about heartbreaks like everyone kind of does but yeah finished up high school and was figuring myself out like i said i realized it kind of the end of june i was now single hanging out with all my guy friends and this one guy in particular i was just really fond of like staying at his house mm-hmm. all the time you mm-hmm. know getting really close with him we we would have really deep conversations he would open up to me a lot and i would open up to him and i think we started just having conversations late at night you know and thoughts are going crazy you're getting a little mm-hmm. kind of emotional and lonely if you will i mean it's like dark so you're not really looking at each other and you're just like talking into the darkness to one another yeah exactly mm-hmm. Started playing around with the idea of like being bisexual yeah. and asking those kind of questions like, have you ever thought about it? And this is after I had come to terms with it myself. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm kind of putting feelers out there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I was pretty comfortable right away, mm-hmm. but I would say I was about 80, 85% sure I was. Yeah. Um, because I was like, well, maybe it's just a phase. You know, mm-hmm. you hear that. Mm-hmm. And Google search can can lead you down some some deep holes when you're looking at things like that am i gay take the buzzfeed quiz yeah yeah. actually back then i was probably like myspace yeah (laughs) just like random yahoo threads yeah (laughs) Uh, turns out if you're looking at those you're gay yeah yeah (laughs) so asking all those questions to google hoping to find the answers but yeah this person really helped me come to terms with it as well him being pretty open um yeah, it was it was like a pretty good summer leading into college. Um, so wait, did you guys when in when you were talking about this, was he ever like eh, maybe, or he what? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail about his story because that's mm-hmm. his to share and mm-hmm. and not necessarily mine. But he was open to the the idea of it. Let's just say not that. True. Okay, and. Yeah, just kind of had an open mindset about it, mm-hmm. which was cool. You know, it wasn't like, hey, you should get that fixed. It was, yeah, you know, I've danced around with it before. Mm-hmm. I've thought of it. And I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people totally. think that. Um, a lot of people don't admit it, though. Mm-hmm. So it was comforting in that sense of like, okay, well, at least I have one person who's like, I can talk to about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then through that summer, I was really focused in on swimming, getting ready for college, talking with like my new college roommates that I was about to have, mm-hmm. you know, still hanging out with a lot of my high school friends. But as you know, like your friend group from high school to college really kind of teeters or like, you know, focuses itself into the people who really do matter in your life Yeah, pretty quickly after you graduate. Mm-hmm. And so I was hanging out with like a selective group of people that were just like my really good friends. But again, focused in on swimming, I qualified for this meet called Junior Nationals. And this was my third summer going to it. The first two I had gone alone and I was pretty like bored. You know, I was like me and my mom and my coach. Mm -hmm. And so I asked my mom, I said, hey, can I bring a friend to this meet? Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, sure. You know, that sounds good. Funny thing is, is like she was dating my coach. So they were like flirting all the time. Uh, Secretly? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. okay. They They had been together for a few years. Yeah, three three years, maybe four before since then. And so I had gotten the over, over the fact that they were dating and was just like, whatever. Yeah. 
So they got a hotel room and I got a hotel room with my friend. Nice. Yeah, right? And this is the friend, did you, is this one that you'd been talking to and you kind of have a, have yeah. a crush on maybe at this point? Yes, exactly. So I have, and again, I don't know if I really came to, to terms with what I was going through or if I had a real crush on him until this point. But again, I was still like, yeah, this is my best friend. I'm going to bring him on this trip and we're going to have a great time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why if, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm a very like sexual guy or sexually driven guy, mm -hmm. but I'd never really had thoughts about that, about having sex with this guy. Interesting. Um, you just, yeah, I just wanted to be his best friend. Yeah. And like, there was a cool emotional bond there and I wanted to see if we could go further. Mm. So we went on this fun trip and stayed in a hotel, went to a zoo, you know, did everything you would on a vacation. Um, obviously swam at the swim meet. I think it was just like a random night in the middle of the meet. I think we were getting ready to go to the pool mm -hmm. and we were just going to go sit in the hot tub and, you know, just kind of relax. And I just like realized it. I came up from behind him, gave him a hug uh -oh. and just said, Hey, I think I'm in love with you. Oh. Yeah. And just kind of confess my love to him. And if I remember correctly, it was pretty quiet. Not sure if we like made eye contact or anything, but he was just like, let's go down to the pool. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. Go down to the pool. <clears throat> anyway, so dude. Yeah. <laughs> and so we go down to the pool. We just start like flirting with each other. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is. This is like a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it felt real. It felt good. It felt like I was really excited about it, but like really scared because there's like other people in the pool. Yeah. How are y'all flirting with each other? Um, under the water. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it PG. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a cool pool. You know, like it went inside and outside. And you were also going like inside and outside. No. <laughs> quite <laughs> not quite but i was like oh my gosh like i'm getting a boner and we're in like a freaking public pool so i was like we have to go we have to get out of here so we like run up to the hotel room and we're like you know boys pushing each other we're kind of wrestling through yeah i remember he like pushed me pretty hard and i like flew into this fire extinguisher box on the side of the hotel wall oh. and just sliced open my back mm. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, that hurt a lot. Whatever. Let's keep going. So we like go into the room and we just kind of go at it. Have our first kind of like sexual experience together. Whoa. And again, I'm not going to get into any details here. But I want to. Well. No. Okay, fine. All I know is it didn't feel 100% right. Hmm. It felt like, again, similar to maybe how my girlfriend had felt mm -hmm. where she was really into it, but I maybe wasn't 100% in, was that same kind of feeling. Flipped. Yes. Mm. And, again, didn't really know that because this was my first time with a guy. Mm -hmm. So I was super, like, giddy and butterfly. It was like, mm -hmm. that was it. That was the best thing. That was super fun. Okay, I think it was the last night of the, of the hotel because then we, I don't think we did it after that. We went to Chicago on the way home and we like swam in Lake Michigan. It was just super awkward between us for like the whole trip home, but in kind of like a flirty way, like yeah. come get me, you know, like you can't have me, but 
I kind of want you to. And I yeah. was just super confused. I was just like, whatever. You know, my mind is so focused on that. Swimming is done. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, what was that? And then we get home and for like a week later, you know, things turned almost into like a relationship with us hmm. in the same kind of sense that any like flirty, you know, honeymoon phase would, mm-hmm. but it was super quiet. It wasn't a lot of communication. It was like do stuff together. We would hook up and mm-hmm. then that was it. Mm-hmm. And like our friendship kind of went away. Then you know, as soon as, you know, two weeks later, I'm off in college Yeah, and I'm, you know, in Denver and it's done. Mm. So yeah, that kind of brings me to college. I don't know. Do you have any questions on that? I think a really good point that you had touched on earlier, something that doesn't get talked enough about, I would say, is that it's okay for straight men to sort of experiment, I think, with their sexuality. I think it happens a lot more than we know. And I think it needs to be talked about more because oftentimes straight men will have these gayer <laughs> as yeah i mean call them what it is gayer experiences or or thoughts or feelings and whether or not they act on them it's okay to talk about that kind of thing because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gay it doesn't necessarily mean that they are hiding their true selves because they one time you know hooked up with a guy and now they're married I think it's a huge shame piece for straight guys to talk about that uh, because it is, I guess, taboo, I, you would probably say, but something that should be talked about more. Like if, if you are a straight man and you have, you know, kissed a guy one time or whatever it is, that doesn't make you gay. That means you were just like you having sex with your girlfriend in high school. Exactly. You were just trying something out mm-hmm. because at the time it felt right and you wanted to see, but that doesn't mean you're straight, right? No. Yeah. So I think, I think that's an important point to just touch on and to continue to talk about and for men to feel more comfortable about talking about that. Straight men specifically, right? Of, hey, I did try this out and it just wasn't for me and um, I'm glad I did or, you know, I regret doing it, but... I'm straight and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you're comfortable with your sexuality or confused or wanting to be like curious and honestly like live life to the fullest, then why not go try it out? Maybe you're missing something out. Maybe you are bi. Maybe you're not. And that's like like Mm -hmm. you just said, it is okay to to try things out. You know, we, we try things every day. But when it comes to talking about sexuality... We group everything into like A and B, black and white, mm-hmm. gay and straight. Um, when you know it is just kind of like this flowing, yeah, thing. And even a spectrum. You know, yeah. you could be straight and married and still find men attractive, mm-hmm. or straight and married and find women attractive if you're a woman. It you know claiming your sexual identity is a lot different than questioning it, and. And, and, and trying it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did want to say that just because I think at the end of that, you, you and your friend's story, like he ended up going on in life and getting married. Not married, but he's in a, I think he's in a pretty good relationship with a woman. Yeah. And, you know? and it's not that he's gay. It's that, hey, we tried this out one time and that's okay. Yeah. 
It's like I can fall in love with a guy who's not into me, <laughs> and my girlfriend can fall in love with a gay guy. It happens like all the time, right? right. There's there's different pieces to it, and it's I don't know. People make it up to be too much of a big deal when, like, again, it's simple. It's not that big of a deal. Right, right, right. It is. It's not a shameful thing. I don't know. I think it just it happens way more than we think it does. Mm-hmm. And until we open up that conversation, it's going to continue to be a shame thing rather than a life experience. Because your experiences sure. are valid. You shouldn't have shame about your experiences. Yeah. Be be you. <laughs> be you. <laughs> Did you ever communicate with him after college? Or once you left, it was kind of like, all right, we'll see each other for Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so we get, I get to college and, you know, three weeks of four weeks of college, mm-hmm. you are totally distracted. There's oh, yeah. so much going on. You're meeting so many people and living on your own. I was swimming and that was brand new. Mm-hmm. So I was really tired as well. I think we still talked. He came out and visited like o- October. Hmm. So, so not that, pretty quickly. Yeah. Came out with my mom and my two brothers. I think I really fucked up that time when hmm. he came and visited. You know, uh, I'm not sure where he's still at today or if anything has changed but he came out and visited which looking back is like a pretty big deal Mm -hmm. not a lot of friends just come visit you two months after you leave right um and he was still in high school so he had one more year but we went out and we like partied and had a really really fun time it was like nothing you know nothing changed Mm -hmm. but we had never talked about our experience again the communication was not there at all so he probably had some sort of expectations and I had some sort of expectations and my expectations, if I remember correctly, were this high school friend is coming out, wants to party and I want to party mm-hmm. and I'm going to go show him a really good time. And we did. We like snuck into frat parties. I remember there was a hedgehog and a hookah <laughs> and like it was just a wild night. It was yeah. like around Halloween. Remember we're in the basement of this frat, and this was literally the only frat party I went to all of college. It's wild. You know, there's like a centimeter of beer on the ground, Mm -hmm. and there's tables that everyone's dancing on. I'm with some other freshmen, other freshman swimmers, uh, guys and girls. Mm -hmm. And up to that point, one of the girls on on our team, her and I became pretty close. She started opening up to me and was like, I've never kissed a guy before and all Mm. this stuff. And I was just, you know, that gay friend who like got along with the women right but they didn't know that you were gay correct yeah no one knew so to me i'm just like oh this person's really opening up to me this happens a lot like i'm Mm -hmm. just a good friend blah 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 (laughs) well we get drunk and we're standing on the ping pong table Mm. and i think one of us i don't remember who we just started making out with each other and we're on the table. I remember someone literally throwing a pitcher of beer at us as we're dancing on the table and making out. Yeah. And they're like, you need to get off of there. So we like go onto the couch and we're just making out. You Meanwhile, this girl. Yeah. Just going at it. Yeah. This is the first girl I've made out with all of college. Literally the only time I was in college. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and my best friend is there who I'm like in love with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what he was up to during that time. Right. But I'm sure he saw us and was like, fuck this. Fuck mm-hmm. him. I came out here for him. Maybe. Maybe he came out as friends. Whatever. Regardless, like, we were wasted. We went back home. Yeah, pretty much after that day, it was kind of the cold shoulder from him. 
So my freshman year was pretty rough. Mm. I didn't have anyone to talk to now. You know, the one guy who I had become close with was now kind of cold with me. It became really depressing. I started to really hate swimming. I started to only go to class because I knew I, that was the thing to do. And I spiraled into some sort of depression. You know, I had no idea what was happening. And looking back, my heart was broken. Mm-hmm. Again, not having anyone to talk to, I was just like in this dark hole, putting headphones in, walking to class, not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. Went home for Thanksgiving and was so excited to go home. So excited to see him. So excited to see my other friends. And again, cold shoulder. No talk about it whatsoever. No communication. And I was just like, okay, this sucks. I remember bawling to a lot of my friends. One of them had like a house party and, you know, brought a bunch of us high schoolers back together. We had the, I had another girlfriend who wasn't a girlfriend, but a really close girlfriend. The three of us, me and my best friend and her, just like went in this closet. And again, I couldn't come to terms with telling them what was going on because mm-hmm. I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. But I just started bawling to them, like sobbing, like couldn't even breathe. I was crying so hard. Mm-hmm. And they had no idea what was going on and neither did I. All I wanted was for him to like hold me mm-hmm. or like for both of them to like hold me. But again, I didn't really know to ask for that. I was mm-hmm. just so lost and confused. And I ended up going back to school. And I remember coming back from Christmas break, I had gotten like these gaming headphones. Sick. Yeah. (laughs) I played Call of Duty for like 12 hours straight the day I got home. And my roommates were like, what is wrong with him? Mm -hmm. And I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to sit there and be alone and be away from everyone. And I pretty much suffered through that for the first full year, through Mm -hmm. freshman year. You know, went home for spring break, didn't do anything with friends, finally finished my freshman year and was like, I am never coming back to Denver. Hmm. I hated it so much. Went home and had that summer, you know, looking forward to it. And again, nothing. And was still a little confused about all of it. And my mom convinced me to go back to school and (sighs) it was crazy. Different than a lot of people. It's not, it's not a lot of like coming out to other people. That was hard for me. It was... Mm -hmm figuring out what the heck a heartbreak was without being able to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. That was probably the hardest part for me. Yeah, I feel like that is a very different first experience than a lot of other people in the sense that you were like the first time you were with a guy who was with your best friend. And so I think that is a really cool point in the sense that you weren't like just on this random dating app or like Craigslist and going to hook up with some random person to test it out. Like you got to experience what like, a, I guess at that point, like say like really know what a relationship, a gay relationship is to propel you forward going into college and going into the rest of your life. Were you ever able to talk to anyone about it? I wouldn't say no, I wouldn't say I was, you know, mm-hmm. not about that instance. I think I just kind of got through it on my own. Mm-hmm. Maybe talked about it like by beating around the bush. But sophomore year, we had a freshman coming in from Australia. His name's Tim. But he comes in and he's this good looking guy from Australia. I remember one of the upperclassmen being like, this dude's going to come in and steal my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so hot. And he gets in and he's like, hey, I'm gay. And everyone was like, oh, oh. shit. 
And first thing he says, pretty much, yeah. it was like he was so open about it, didn't give a shit. To me, I was like, oh my god, and no one cared. Everyone loved it. Yeah, I don't know if he can do it. Yeah, and Why it was, yeah. and it wasn't about like I was being a sinner or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just the acceptance piece. Again, I thought I was pretty comfortable with myself, but mm-hmm. whenever you go to a new place, things are all different. Right. So I wasn't that comfortable being out and being around all these upperclassmen guys, macho guys, you're on a sports team and you know, you have to act a certain way. But he was so good about it. All the macho guys and their speedos. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just came in guns blazing. Would you say that opened up a door for you? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because up until this point, you hadn't told anyone that you were gay. I had told one other person. Okay. Yeah. Um, After my freshman year, I went with my best friend and my, you know, longtime friend, basically a third brother, Janess. We went to a wedding in Cancun, and it was so easy to tell him. I was just like, you know, I I got nervous and just, we were one night in a lifeguard stand and basically just told him and he was super cool about it it's the first person i really told and he goes he basically was like all right let me help you find some some people to hook up with at this you know we're in cancun and so he'd be walking around being like do you like that person do you like that person just a total (laughs) which is fun but also like stop (laughs) oh i loved it oh you did that's i was like this is the first person i can talk to about it yeah and He is so nice and open and, like, wants to help me out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, up until that point, no one ever is, like, sitting in a movie and being, like, hey, that guy's cute. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all, like, that girl's so hot. Yeah. And you're sitting there, like, yeah, Yeah. she is, but I have no feelings or whatever for this. So, yeah, that was the first person I told. But, again, it was just super easy. And I knew he wasn't going to tell anyone. It was just like a very good relationship with this yeah. guy. But I think it was a little bit more difficult in, in college, and that guy paved the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate that. I think I might have told him first. We went out one night. He lived like two floors below me in the dorms. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to sleep over. And he's like, okay. So I'm on his floor. And we're like about to fall asleep. It's been quiet for like five minutes. I'm like, hey, Tim. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm gay. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I am. He's like, okay, go to bed. We'll talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> so again, it's just super simple, super easy. Yeah. So like, did okay. y'all talk about it the next day? I think so. Um, and he was just like, wait, are you being real? Are, mm-hmm. You told me that last night. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And it was a little bit harder because I wasn't drunk at the time. Right. But it was like, yeah, Tim, I am. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's a piece of me. Yeah. And then I think through, through the rest of college, you know, I came out to my roommate, Andrew, and he had no idea and didn't really care. He had like a hunch, but again, he was, we're also like focused on something. No one has time to like think about stuff like that. And honestly, I don't remember like telling him. I don't know if it was like, you know, when you like are giving a speech or you're really nervous about something and mm-hmm. you just like, you've practiced it in your head or you've rehearsed it or you haven't, but you just black out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like over. Mm-hmm. I want to say that happened a lot to me when I came out to people. How As come, a, do you think? I was nervous. I don't know. It's just kind of like a reaction that I have. If I'm really nervous, I can just execute something, but don't remember it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that is like a thing that you learn in sports where you kind of get in the zone and in the flow and just let it kind of go. Mm-hmm. 
and then I used it in coming out. I have no idea, mm-hmm. but I just don't remember a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And maybe it's because I was so scared and didn't want to have those memories. Mm-hmm. Just kind of suppressed them. Just in case it had gone south. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was easy and you're like, oh, we'll keep going then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I came and came out to a couple people. Um, my kind of thought process behind it was, yes, this is a piece of me, but it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. It's not like I am just this gay person and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really done a lot of the dating apps and stuff like that, but I had seen what the gay scene was from like a stereotypical perspective. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be a part of that. Right. I looked at it from an outsider looking in and seeing like all these circuit parties and people running around in underwear and (laughs) hooking up with each other and like hearing about the drugs that go on and that didn't appeal to me at all Mm -hmm. so i was like okay i'm gonna be gay but i'm gonna be gay in myself Mm. and i don't know if that you know sheltered me from the gay scene or something but that's just how i went about it yeah yeah and i'd say it's still a true to who you are today you are yourself before you're anything else which is i think a lot of people don't ever get there or have a hard time doing that because something is needs to be their identity more than just themselves but also you had swimming too so that was more so your identity than your sexuality was as well 100 percent. and all of my friends you know were mostly swimmers Mm -hmm. that was our identity and for our non-swimming friends we were swimmers we were, that's who we were before we were students. And so they, you know, they understood us as swimmers mm-hmm. and swimmers are kind of weird, you know? So kind of, we, uh, that was, yeah, that was more of my identity. Yeah. And being gay was just a piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time you were a junior, were you fully out to everyone on the swim team or was it still, you know, just here and there telling people and whatever? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was my junior year. I would, I think more so my senior year. Senior year. Yeah, yeah so probably give it a, a year or two. And Tim really paved the way for people on our team mm-hmm. because other people started coming out. Mm-hmm. People who you might have had a hunch about or didn't. And they started to come to terms with it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I was out to everyone, there were like three other gay people on our team. Well, and I don't know if that was the case before. But I, I really appreciate how Tim was so open and honest about that. It yeah. really helped me and I'm sure these other people. And again, I didn't want to just go up to people and be like, hey, look, I'm gay and I need to tell you. Tell you. Yeah, that's such a weird thing to just say to someone. Yeah. There were points when I would get caught off guard mm-hmm. and people would be like, are you dating anyone? And I would never lie because, again, it's like one of my values is mm-hmm. being pretty honest, being honest as much as I can. But instead of saying like he or she, I would say they. Mm-hmm. And so the person listening, unless they're really listening mm-hmm. and they're like, why did they say they? They're not going to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. They're just going to think I'm dating a woman or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, or like, have you hooked up with anyone in college? And there were a couple of people that I did hook up with, but I would say, yeah, I have. But I wouldn't say like, yeah, it was guys or yeah, it was girls. Yeah. It's just like, I've hooked up with a few people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so people didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And again, I just didn't want to have that conversation. I thought it was just kind of awkward and, you know, straight people aren't doing it. So I didn't feel like it was a point for me to do it. I, mm-hmm. I don't like that attention mm-hmm. of people talking about it to me and asking questions too much about it. 
Hmm. But if someone were to ask someone else that knew, I was like, please tell them. Please just let them know because mm. I don't want to have to go through that. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you think you didn't like telling people or having to ask questions? I don't know. I, I turn red really easily. Mm-hmm. You are right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've been red this whole conversation. No, you're good. <laughs> I hate that feeling. Mm-hmm. I hate that feeling of being uncomfortable. It's interesting because yeah. you are comfortable with your sexuality. Yeah. But the conversation around it is uncomfortable. Yeah, the conversation. But hmm. if someone knows, I'm totally fine with it. It's just yeah. like that piece of being like, I don't, know, I don't know if it's just me worrying about what they think. Hmm. And that's probably developed through my later years in life. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I didn't care what anyone thought. Right. But, you know, the More media and like getting... social media and stuff, it really does make you question and like worry about yourself mm-hmm. which sucks i wish we could all just like not give a shit yeah but you do <laughs> yeah and i will say that not coming out to certain people was kind of a, a mistake hmm. like looking back one of my good friends from from high school zach i never came out to him and he's like literally my best friend i still talk to him all the time and i never came out to him mm-hmm. and same with my friend aaron who is in college you yeah. know But they now know. They now know. And were they upset when you didn't tell them? They were. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. I feel, I understand where they're coming from because it's like, hey, I've been open to you. Why didn't you tell me this? Mm -hmm. We're we're really good friends. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm also like, why why does that matter? Right. So. But to them, it's, I'm wondering if they're upset because it's, like you're not really being honest or you're not sharing a big piece of yourself. Exactly. And so they're like, why do you, did you feel like you couldn't tell me? And you're like, no, I just didn't feel like it was important. Mm-hmm. But really it is like, it is yourself. So that makes sense why they would be upset. But it's a big piece of myself to them, but mm-hmm. it's not that big of a piece to me mm-hmm. because my whole take on it was like, doesn't matter who you love. I'm going to tell you if I'm in a relationship because that love and that person matters. Mm-hmm. But if I like a guy versus a girl, that didn't matter to me that much. Right. I don't know. It's just like that was my thought process. Yeah. 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 So it's just different perspectives. But... Yeah. I think that's a, a, a good point and a good perspective. You don't have to tell everyone everything. And if, it, if you don't want to, then why should you? Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, if they find out, then they find out. But it's not your job to have to tell everyone. And, you know, there's always that piece of like, <clears throat> how are they going to react? Yeah, okay. Yeah, like the, 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 the fear behind it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was the hardest part of telling my best friend was he was the last one I told. And it was like, I know that I could like lose everyone else after telling them this. And I'm not necessarily afraid of that, but telling my best friend that would be like the scariest thing because I don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. probably a big part of that too. Once you graduated college or did you date anyone in college? I know you were hooking up with people in college. Hooked up with a couple of people in college. Um, I discovered the dating apps. Not sure how. Just probably looked at it. Heard <laughs> about it. You know? literally, oh, yeah. <laughs> like when Tinder became a thing. Yeah. You're like, I wonder what would happen if I switched to men. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never put it at the women. No, you no. didn't. No. Oh my gosh. Never. <laughs> I did, and it was always like, "Hey, we matched. How fun!" Okay. Anyway, bye. <laughs> when it first came out. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I told anyone I even had Tinder. Yeah. Um, while I was looking for guys. Um, but no, I met a couple of people. And the thing is, is like, again, I'm like super picky with the people that I'm going to go be with. And I was not about to just hook up with someone and then be, you know, one and done kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But through the dating apps, it was like, I'm looking for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to hook up with people. Because I think I had found that love so early on, and that was how my relationships kind of evolved. And maybe this goes back to that first time I got dumped at homecoming. Mm. I didn't want any surface level things. The feelings you get when you're in love with someone are far greater than the feelings you get on a one night stand. It's like you're eating a gourmet meal for the rest of your life, and a hookup is like eating Panda Express. It's so freaking good at first, and then it's just the runs after that. And then you feel like shit afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't, I didn't want the runs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted this gourmet meal and, uh, <laughs> and that. eat it, baby. Yeah, just keep on munching. Um, so when did you start? When was your first boyfriend? Once you were out, and what was that like? Now with these. Like, you had pretty high set expectations of what, uh, I think, a relationship would be. Yeah, so my sophomore year, after I'd come out to Tim and a couple people, I dated this guy for three three times, so maybe a month. Mm-hmm. I think, if you want to call that as my first boyfriend, um, we never were official or anything. Mm-hmm. But we went on dates, you know, it was just like any couple would. And it was just like I was dating a person like any straight couple would. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I envisioned it. And I don't know if that's just like how everyone should date but it's it was fun and you know that's how we date still date like a straight person yeah date like any normal person would right (laughs) i don't know i think it's yeah and it was great but again sophomore year i'm really into swimming i realized like hey while this person is extremely nice extremely attractive i need to focus on swimming and i'm not ready to date Mm -hmm. i wanted to focus on myself so i didn't really try again until my senior year and at this point i was pretty out to everyone including my parents you want me to talk about that yeah we'll go into that in a little bit okay but yeah i i saw this person at a party saw him then figure out who he was and realized he was like president of this fraternity that my friends were in Mm -hmm. and i was like yo who is this person and because i was out to my friends I could be, I could say those things. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it was a fun time, like really looking for someone and going for it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you see these straight people who are like, that girl is so attractive. And I want to go figure out how to like trip and fall in front of her. And so we can start talking. Yeah. Kind of thing. You got to experience that in the gay way for the first time now that you had friends that were there to support you. Yeah. And so it was really fun. We're at a party, and I knew he was going to be there. That's the reason we went. Mm-hmm. And I had talked to my friends. I'm like, is this guy gay? And they were like, no, 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 no. And I kept, kept asking. I'm like, I see the signs. My gaydar is going off on yes, this guy. which you do have an awful gaydar. But I do, but it was going. It was. And yeah. kind of weird, but, or not weird, but something about me is like, if I want something, I'm going to like try for it. Mm-hmm. If I fail, I fail. Move on. So finally, one of my friends is like, okay, there's a 15% chance that he's gay. And I was like, a 15? That's huge. That. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, he's super attractive. And you know what? I could go for a one-night stand with this mm-hmm. guy. Whatever. 
go to this party. I guess I'm just really good at flirting with with people because mm-hmm. I just turn this straight guy gay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and You're li- fulfilling every gay man's fantasy right there. Yeah. It was like we're playing beer pong and, you know, it's like him and his two girlfriends and me. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, like, why don't you do a celeb shot for me? And, you know, so we're mm-hmm. going back and forth, like making connection. And at one point he goes, hey, who wants to take a tequila shot? And no one said anything. And I was like, I do. I do. <laughs> and so we went to his place, which is literally across the street. Oh, he's like, despite all of the alcohol here, we're taking the tequila from my house. Yeah. Okay. So we go back. So maybe he's like a smooth worker as well. Totally. Um, I mean, he's president of fraternity. He knows yeah, how to he's get shit. Proud as fuck. So we go back to his place and uh, take the shot of tequila. And I literally just kiss him. I didn't even ask. Oh, just straight on the lips. <laughs> and he was definitely expecting it, uh-huh. but definitely taken back. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to play switcheroo on you, frat boy. So, yeah, we we kiss. And I think immediately we were like, we got to go back to the party. <laughs> Everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> so we run back to the party. We hang out for a little bit. And then we end up like sneaking back over to his place. Ooh. And he had this sweet like garage hangout set up with like, you know, Christmas lights and whatnot. Yeah. Super fratty. Yeah. So we sneak in there and we're just making out on this couch and going at it. And, you know, we're, he's super, super on edge the whole time. Like people are coming by and he's oh like, my oh my God. God. So people come in and we're just sitting in there like nothing happened. I'm like, they're like, what are y'all doing? And like, just oh, talking. We're smoking some weed or something. Yeah. And, um, do you guys want any? They're like, oh yeah, sure. And so then people come in and I think we end up staying up to like 4 a.m. Because people had just interrupted us. But finally everyone leaves. Yeah. And I sleep over at his place and we go all the way. And this is like the first time I have had sex with someone like full on. And Wait, I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> with Frat Boy. Yeah. I'm oh pretty sure. Goodness. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I had hooked up with my best friend in high school, but it was like quick and it wasn't like full on. Gotcha. See, that's the dirty detail I wanted right there. It was quick, (laughs) but just the tip. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And this was the full thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I was not, if you want to get into details, prepared um, for it. And... (laughs) somehow it just worked it was it was a lot of fun and then i slept over and i knew where he was at so i was like i'm gonna sleep on the couch yeah i woke up at 10 a.m and no one was up yet so i was like okay i'm gonna sneak home and the sweetest thing he texted me and said hey i was hoping you would stay and we could have pancakes oh but i was so hungover i could not have eaten pancakes (laughs) i had that's so sweet he's like you could have stayed yeah that's so sweet but again, stayed as a friend. Yeah, yeah, you know, as my bro. Yeah, he lived with two girls, I think. What? So, that know. is, he was gay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, what fraternity president lives with two girls? No, th- this is what it was. He lived with guys, but it was the summer, so the girls were subletting. Got it. That's okay, it okay, okay. Yeah. But no, I had to go to work, and I was just like on a new planet level. Mm-hmm. I was so excited, like wow, I went for that. For a month and a half, asking my friends. Hard work pays off. It really does. For one night. Yeah. And no, but a text about pancakes. Yeah. (laughs) But no, it like, 
it lasted for a little bit through the summer mm-hmm. and there was definitely again that like honeymoon phase mm-hmm. um he went home it was like his birthday and he's like calling me and like i wish you were here and all this stuff and i'm like wow this is great can't wait oh. till you get back yeah he gets back in college the next year and i didn't exist oh yeah so again my heart really wasn't broken at this point yeah you know, i just had a couple things but through that whole year, I was looking for that again. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way for me was to find it through him. Mm-hmm. So I would kept reaching out, kept like putting myself out there and getting shut down over and over. Mm-hmm. Having like these little one night stands or like drunk calls late at night, like, hey, come over. Yeah. Funny thing is he moved like literally down the street. So I had my phone on loud every time I was going to bed. Just 2 a.m. would come. Like, call at 3 a.m. Yep. Yeah. And I would literally, oh, you were a sucker for him. I was. Dang. So I would run over in like, you know, slippers in the middle of the winter, <laughs> sneak into his room and quickly hook up and then run back home. Kyle, these men were using you. Yeah, and it and hurts. you were okay with it. Yeah, but it's not good and don't ever get used because right. it well, came to a point where this happened for like two years mm-hmm. through the rest of college, mm-hmm. literally through the rest of it. I remember sitting up one night with my friend Dylan and his now fiance, Sarah, and I was open with them a lot. Like Mm -hmm. we would talk and she would help me through it. And I didn't tell a single person about said person except my roommates because they had no idea who Mm -hmm. he was. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were, I knew they wouldn't talk to anyone. So it was like a very trustworthy group. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was getting eaten up by it. And there was like nights where... I would get a bag of Bertoli for two. It would have a wine pairing on the side. And I would literally eat the whole bag of Bertoli, have a glass of wine with dinner, and then be like, screw it. I'm drinking this whole bottle. Hmm. And I would just pass out. Like hoping that he would come and have it with you? or No, because I was you just You were just depressed. depressed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like waiting for him to come call you. And you're like, I have my Bertoli and my wine. <laughs> no, no, no. I wish. Oh, no, I'm glad you weren't waiting for him. So, yeah, you went through a a season of depression and Mm -hmm. back to where you kind of were freshman year. Exactly. And uh, so it was another kind of heartbreak. Definitely not as bad as the first one. Mm -hmm. Nowhere near, but it was just like, again, if you want something and you can't have it, it sucks, especially if you're a person who really wants something. Right. And goes for it. I remember sitting with Sarah and Dylan being like, all right, if by the end of this week I don't have anything from said person, I'm buying a fish tank and they're going to be my love. And I'm going to go head over heels, dive into something that I can distract myself with. Mm. So I got really into fish tanks. Yeah, we do have a fish tank now. <laughs> so obviously I didn't go anywhere. Oh, bummer. But what did you learn from that, do you think? I learned nothing. Really? Nothing. At that point, I didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. I learned you can't always get what you want, mm. but to keep trying until you really give up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that speaks into what you do athletically and with work and everything, every aspect of your life. You put your whole heart into it and, you know, keep going even if it gets hard and you push through it. And most of the time it's paid off. And other times you have fish tanks now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got two fish tanks. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. If anyone needs a fish tank, please let me know. <laughs> um, Talk to me about coming out to your family. This was junior year. I was in my first house. And 
I'd come out to a lot of people on the team and I was comfortable with it. But again, similar probably into the sense of like fear of what they're going to think mm-hmm. with your parents. I was worried. So I didn't come out to my mom for a while. I was home for Thanksgiving on a dating app and was just kind of seeing who's gay from my high school mm-hmm. now that I was home. Turns out there wasn't a lot of gay kids in our high school. Turns out in the, the farmlands. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's so-and-so's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally had no idea who anyone was on the dating apps. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, you're at home and bored for five days in Thanksgiving. So I saw this attractive guy and decided, hey, I'm going to go meet up with him mm-hmm. and see what happens. Again, looking for a relationship. And I was like, I'm just going to start a long distance relationship. Oh my goodness. You are such, you're sweetheart in the sense of like, I'm using these apps to find a nice, good relationship, but also no one on those apps really is. And so I had no idea. Yeah. And she didn't know. And so they're probably like, oh hell yeah, this hot twink is coming over. And anyway, keep going. Cause I didn't again, associate myself with anything with the hookup culture mm-hmm, and mm-hmm didn't really know about it to mm-hmm. be honest i didn't have a lot of gay friends and um you know just didn't talk about it with people yeah did you and tim ever talk about like a little bit but to be honest he kept his life pretty quiet pretty private yeah interesting okay um and that was fine with me i mean obviously yeah i didn't care but um so you're back home and you're going over to see this guy yeah and your new boyfriend yeah gonna be my new boyfriend <laughs> this is when i came out to my brother for the mm-hmm. first time because i went over i believe and then came home that night it was kind of late at night but my friend was he always was people over mm-hmm. you know my all a lot of my friends are gamers so we stay up till like 3 a.m gaming and my brothers were always good friends with these guys too they just kind of tagged along and so i'm like hey i'm going over to janessa's uh any of you want to come and i think it was craig could have been alec again don't really remember my coming out, out to these mm-hmm. to people uh, but we're driving to janessa's house and i was like just to let you know i was not at janessa's last or earlier before this i went and like went on a date with a guy and i remember whoever it was was just like cool <laughs> probably <laughs> alec sounds good i think it was alec yeah very relaxed about it okay which alec is your middle brother craig's the youngest yeah and it was just like sounds good i'm like yeah just like when we get there i don't know don't tell mom or whatever like that's just what it was and they're like okay how was it like it was good it was like so great for them to ask like questions about follow-up questions the date Mm. and not about me dating a guy Mm. and i was just like shocked yeah i was caught off guard and immediately content that yeah you know, it was great. We had a good time. We watched a movie and that was it. And I don't know if that was just like because I wasn't hooking up with these people. So I didn't have to like feel the hide. guiltiness yeah. about it. Yeah. It was me hanging out with another guy. That's What's literally what you were doing, which is literally my story that I said every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you were actually doing it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's honest and good. Yeah, and I think I came out to my other brother probably that same weekend, yeah. like a Thanksgiving weekend. And it was all just easy. Super easy. Came out to my dad over the phone pretty easily as well. He, I think, just prompted, hey, are you dating any, any women? No. Hey, are you dating any guys? Or cars? Or dogs? 
And he was like, I said, guys, shit, I didn't mean to, so I'm going to keep rambling about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or something. And I think, honest, no, I don't think he was rambling. I think he was genuinely curious about who you were dating I was. a car? Yeah, he, because I said, no, I'm not, but I am into guys. And I said, you know, kind of a little protective, at least I think. Mm. And he goes, you know what? Whoever you love, it doesn't matter. And that's where he was going with it. He was mm-hmm. like, a lot of people will just have a dog their whole life and they love their dog. It was him talking about, again, the relationship side of things, mm-hmm. not the sexual side of things. You know, people can be really into their cars and that's like their love. Mm-hmm. Again, it can be kind of weird, but right, to each right. their own. And so it was really simple. And he was basically like, you know what? No matter who you love, that's fine. I don't really care. As long as you're happy, I'm happy. Hmm. I was like, cool. Thanks, Dad. Because honestly, I, I had a hunch that he was like that. Being just like a swimmer, you're surrounded by mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people that are kind of weird in that sense as well. But yeah, I don't know. He was, he was really cool with it. Yeah. How about your mom? So my mom, again, kind of the different story. I'm a mama's boy. And this is a little bit more on the darker side than any other thing that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not her fault at all. Right. So Brenda, when you listen to this, don't take anything the wrong way. <laughs> but we're sitting watching a movie. I'm in the basement of my house. And she calls me. I'm with my roommates or something. Gotcha. And she calls me. She's back home in Minnesota hanging out with some friends. And she's like, Kyle. I'm like, what? What's up? She's like, I'm, like, I'm watching a movie. She's like, okay, real quick. You're not gay, are you? <laughs> and I was just like, no, why? And she goes, okay, I didn't think so, but one of my friends thinks you are because you're not dating anyone or you haven't posted pictures with anyone on social media. Or <laughs> and I was like, who said that? Which and is she... like so fucked up, but they, they were right. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, okay, no, I got to go. Bye. And I hung up and I was just like, fuck this. You know, I'm not going to hide anymore. I hate lying to my mom. Mm-hmm. And I always have this stupid thing of like, what if she dies tonight? Mm-hmm. And I lied to her. Mm-hmm. Not about me not telling her, but that I lied just now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I tell her everything. So I just texted her. Your friend was right. I am gay or something like that. <laughs> and I just straight up text. And then she calls me instantly back. Right. To this day, I have no idea where all of her friends went because we ended up going on a three-hour conversation on the phone. Oh, my gosh. So I mess- she messaged us like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, get the fuck out of here. Talk to Kyle. Which that's not how she talks. But <laughs> So I go in my room and we have this conversation. Yeah, two or three hours long. She's asking these questions and it's it's the same question over and over and over again. Hmm. And it's basically like, are you sure? You need to keep trying to date women. It's just a phase, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And she convinces me that I was not gay at this point. Hmm. And I was like, okay, you're right, mom. Like, love is love. I found love before. Maybe if the right person comes around and they are a woman, I would be open to that option. Mm -hmm. I was like also distraught from her reaction i was bawling i was like she doesn't accept me for who i am even though she's telling me i'll love you no matter what Mm -hmm. it didn't feel right it didn't feel authentic she kept saying like you know i don't want this for you life's going to be harder because of this Mm -hmm. you know there's this and that you know seeing all the hardships blah 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 and 
you know, I get that. Like, it is harder to be different. It is harder to be, I guess, a minority in a sense. But that's where I think a little bit where she went wrong is you don't just belittle someone or say that they're a minority because they're a minority. I don't know. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, you don't just, like, tell someone that their life's going to be hard just because it is you're you're different yeah because that's almost the first reason that it is hard Mm -hmm. is because someone is telling you that it is Mm -hmm. and we went back and forth having hang-ups and calls hang-ups and calls the whole night and Mm -hmm. tears everywhere but it honestly took about a year for her to like finally come and say you know what i accept you and i will love whoever you love Mm -hmm. and I struggled with it for that whole year. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep listening to my mom. I trust her and I want to respect what she has to say. She's wise and that was a lot. I'm going to keep my options open. Mm-hmm. I literally think I switched my Tinder profile to date women at this point. Oh my gosh. I think I talked to a couple people too. And then I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't right. This isn't working. And we had a lot of conversations, a lot of good conversations about like what love was. And Mm -hmm. I said, how am I supposed to like know that I'm into someone without being attracted to them? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's, it is surface level, but it is part of the first step in knowing that you're into someone is you see someone and you're like, they're attractive. I want to get to know them, Mm -hmm. which takes me exactly back to my high school. I want to get to know that person. I want to be their friend. I was knowing what love was and then kind of reverting back to like this surface level fake love that I think a lot of people in society are in. Which is? Which is only is like doing things because society is telling you to. Mm. Not doing something because it's your individual idea. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to go date this person because I'm supposed to. Mm. This person is hot by all standards and they're into me. I'm going to date them and I'm going to marry them and I'm going to have kids because that's what this book told me to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, screw that. Like the Bible, the Bible, literally (laughs) like, yeah, social media. Right. 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 Just because society society. tells you to. Right. Anyone we're surrounded by society Mm -hmm. is telling people to date the hottest person. And if you're not dating the hottest person, or the another hottest person comes along, you gotta you gotta move up. Mm-hmm. No one can be content with who they love. But yeah, it was a little tough with my mom for a year, mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't ever like bad. I knew she was gonna love me, and mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna love her. But it was a little bit of a battle. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to this podcast the other day called "We Can Do Hard Things," and it's written or it's done by Glenn Doyle, who is um, a really well-known now queer author and and woman and wife, um, but previously had blogged a couple of things. She was married in, in a straight relationship and has a couple of kids. Wrote this letter to her son called uh, A Mountain I'm Willing to Die On. And her husband and her wrote this to her son saying, you know, Chase, you are young right now. I think he was like in third grade or something. And But just know that if ever in life you decide to come out or if you are gay, I want you to know how much we already love you and how much we're going to celebrate that and et cetera. So the whole like concept of it was like, hey, we're accepting parents. 
in a recent episode that she had, she's talking actually with her now wife and the son ended up coming out and they talk about that experience of he came out and they, they did do the celebration. They did do the funness. And then he went off and hung out with his friends and she sat there with her wife and they were both just like, what the fuck? Like we are so scared essentially for him because we know that it is a harder life and that we know that, you know, this isn't the easy option to choose. Not that you're choosing, but the easy option to go down. And so even from a, a queer mom, they're like, we are queer activists and we are, we're, we're scared for our son, you know? And I think that's just the mama bear or the mom thought of that of like, and I'm sure what your mom was thinking too of, I'm like, I don't want you to be hurt. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so I think, and I, and, and talking with your mom and knowing her, I, I know that I think that too was her mindset. She's like, I didn't ever want to change him. Mm-hmm. I just wanted him to be a hundred percent confident that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And I was also scared <laughs> because it's harder. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, think that's interesting. Sorry. I didn't, but I think for any parent to hear that their son is queer gay their daughter etc it's scary because it is a harder scarier thing right now you know so um it's a fine line between how do i not show you that i'm like afraid and support you but also voice my concerns (laughs) and your family does voice their concerns so Mm -hmm. you know so that was grace for her for that but also you know it is hard for you to hear that too yeah yeah for sure and I was just kind of thinking of some sort of like metaphor or analogy to compare Mm -hmm. it to. And if you don't let someone really be who they are authentically, they're going to be a caterpillar in a cocoon the rest Mm -hmm. of their life. Mm -hmm. No one really knows what it looks like in there. It's probably not that pretty. Mm -hmm. And if you don't let someone just be who they are, they're not going to be that butterfly. They're not going to blossom or whatever. Yeah. I think she finally realized that. But I think it was, it probably took time. Mm -hmm. And I never gave up on her. Mm -hmm. I kept having conversations with her that were extremely awkward. Maybe there was some alcohol involved that kind of loosened it up a little bit. Yeah. But I remember telling her when I was dating a 40 year old at one point. Yeah. And her just sitting there being like completely silent and just listening. Mm -hmm. She's probably like, what the? like that guy's closer in age to me than him yeah but you know it she's open she's willing to try new things Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. learn and have this kind of growth mindset and you know i really value that and Mm -hmm. i learned from that too i think with any relationship whether it's your mom and your son or you and your partner you can't have expectations for one another Mm. and if you do you're only gonna either get hurt or hurt the other person Mm -hmm. and if you drop these expectations then you can really focus in on yourself and really enjoy that relationship you have with that other person yeah you can also really focus on the other person you're not expecting them to do act a certain way or work a certain way Mm -hmm. you can drop that and and be present with them Exactly. You enjoy being around that person because of who they are. Mm -hmm. And if you try to change them or have these expectations for them, you're probably not going to enjoy for them for who they are. Yeah. Because that's your idea that you're enforcing on them. Yeah. 
which is something we've had to work on too mm-hmm. of dropping the expectation that whatever they are <laughs> yeah i think it's natural to have expectations or or hopes for uh your partner and oftentimes if they don't meet those expectations it's not that they weren't being a good person or being a good partner it's just that maybe your expectation was too high and they were doing the best that they could or um maybe that expectation isn't even what they want to do or who they are and so that's not fair for them mm-hmm. um which on both of our ends has has happened and until we i think until we realized that it was we got to there were some know, button heads yeah there was yeah. butting heads but once that was realized it was like oh you just let you do what you want to do mm-hmm. i think there are still expectations of like hey love me well right right and treat me well treat me well yeah and be a good person but shouldn't that be with your friends as well right that shouldn't so. yeah that's just a, a natural expectation mm-hmm. speaking of us where have you seen the most growth with us and how do you think that we have been able to move in together during a pandemic stay together during that pandemic and now we're about to move into an apartment together just by ourselves what do you think's worked really well for us and is something that other people can take away from a relationship i think that the communication has been the biggest game changer mm-hmm. um, one from any relationship that i've had we've had the best communication um, we're really open to talking about what we are thinking about and what we are feeling i'm learning a lot about emotions in that sense and uh, i don't know i think again kind of taking a step back and really focusing on in on yourself and how you can be the best person that you can be helps a relationship grow Hmm. and then in that same sense you set these boundaries with your partner and like we've set our boundaries it goes back to that communication piece that we listen to each other Mm -hmm. and when we have these talks these hard conversations there's that trust that's there Mm -hmm. so if i say something or you say something we listen to what that is we don't think that you're saying it and meaning something different. There's no deception or deceiving in the way we're talking. Mm-hmm. If I say, hey, I'm tired, I need some alone time, you say, okay, I respect that, and you go do your own thing. Right. It's not like, well, what's, why? Yeah, what did I what do? What did I do? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, I think that's been the biggest piece Yeah, is that communication and like really listening and, and advocating for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to do something and turns out the other person doesn't want to do it, and that other person doesn't say anything, then how is that other person going to know that they don't want to do it? Mm-hmm. But now if you said it and the other person listens, oh, okay, you really don't want to do said board game at a bar. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can go do something else. <laughs> yeah. And that was a hard lesson to learn for me. But I did learn that. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I learned to listen, mm-hmm. too. Right. Right. I think that's a big piece of it is knowing that there's a continual growth from one another. You know, it's not this like, okay, we got it figured out. Let's just move on with our lives. It's a continual, like that was a year and a half in, right? That's, Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that was 
there and then wasn't talked about. That was something that we needed to talk about a year and a half in, and there will be more things that we talk about in more years to come. But that's what's important is to continue to learn and grow and do the work on ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can bring our best selves to the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah. My last question for you. We earlier talked about how when you were coming out, and I think for even when I first met you, being gay was not necessarily like your everyday conversation that you had with people. It was just, again, like, yeah, I'm gay, but that's just whatever. It's my sexual identity. It's not really like my whole identity. I would say that when we first started dating, I was like completely opposite and not necessarily in a super healthy spot with that. And I think both of us have sort of met in the middle now where you were on one side of like, hey, I'm gay, but I'm never going to talk about it. And I was like, hey, I'm gay. That's all we're going to talk about. And then now we've met in the middle, whereas it's a it's a healthy to it you know mm-hmm. branching out into the gay community and also being our true you know our, ourselves what do you think your outlook is now on your sexuality or has it changed in the past couple years are you more comfortable with talking about it are you the same do you just not care <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good question i think i'm pretty much the same as where I was the day I told myself I'm gay. Mm-hmm. It's something as simple as like, I'm gay because I like men. Mm-hmm. Wearing a hoop earring does not mean I'm gay. Liking men think means that I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And I think meeting you and you know you being more involved in the gay scene, there's a lot of fun things that I was never exposed to. Mm. Um, and that's because I didn't put myself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if I would say I didn't want to, but just like trying a new sport or, you know, jumping into an art project, there's always that hesitation of wanting to do something, mm-hmm. you know, but until you, you know, make that leap of faith, you're not going to know if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think you've guided me through certain things that I probably wouldn't have tried. That's really opened up new doors and new, not hobbies, or, but just new things about me that I've enjoyed, that I've discovered and mm-hmm. learned about myself. Like for your birthday, we dressed in drag. <laughs> and I've, you know, had Halloween parties and dressed up and stuff. And I love Halloween. It's like my favorite holiday. But dressing in drag was like a whole different experience too. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And... I would definitely do it again, mm-hmm. you know? So I think you've shown me new things in mm-hmm. our relationship. Um, but I would say I'm still pretty consistent on where I'm at. Yeah. I'm gay because I like men. Yeah. Pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. I'd say almost similar for me. Like, you've shown me new things. Like camping. <laughs> and hiking. Mm-hmm. And all of these things that I've just been... So I think put off to whether or not that's because I grew up here and it's just like, whatever, another camping trip. Or it's like, oh, that's so like straight. 
almost. Mm -hmm. And then going on them with you and being like, oh, this was great and fun. I, it was a challenge at points and, you know, it's, it's good for me to do these kinds of things. I would say yeah, I'm, I'm similar in that situation where it's like, well, I'm still me, but I now know that I can and like doing different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being open to them too. Yeah. I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the stereotypes of what it means to be gay. Mm. And that's not what it means to be gay at all. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. And it can create a lot of problems for people because they've now come to terms with themselves on their sexuality, you know, maybe come out to people, but then they think they have to fit into this certain culture and yeah. certain identity. And again, it's like, you're just closing yourself off in a different closet, a different Yeah, cocoon. you're not really becoming yourself. Yeah. Like, you're, you're swinging you the are. other way. Yeah, but maybe you're going down a deeper, darker path. Right, which is how I was coming out of Dallas. Like, you know, it was, oh, I'm out and I can, I can be gay now and that's all I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And then, like, that's not me, right? That's not really who I am. But it was wrapped up in a world because of that was so available too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, it was like I came to terms with it pretty quickly with mm -hmm. myself. And I took a long time to process it mm -hmm. within myself before yeah. really telling anyone. And I know a lot of people do that too. But a lot of people like yourself think it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. And you're battling that the whole time rather than just like figuring out this different piece of you that you're finally like understanding. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think maybe then they jump into this scene where they can come out and they're free and they just run wild with it mm -hmm. where I was just able to like, you know, be myself through the whole experience. And again, that's why it wasn't a big deal for me to come out to people. I didn't need to have a social media post or want a social media post. Now you're on a podcast. <laughs> now yeah. I'm on a podcast. So. <laughs> Look what I've made you do. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I think, too, that's what drew me to you, is your authenticity of, you're gay, but that's about it. Like, you know, that's, that's all, you're so much more than just that. Well, thanks, babe, for coming on. And yeah. are there any last sort of words for people that you would like to say? Well, I do want to say that I'm really proud of you. Hmm. This has been a work in progress, right? And you, you've had the thought and the idea of it for a while now to see you really like go full in and buy these cool mics and spend hours editing each episode to edit out me tapping my pen to make it perfect is like, it's incredible. And it is your baby, it is your project, and it's fun, but it does so much more than that. And I think, you know, I've heard great things from my coworkers and my friends who have listened to your episodes and have taken away so much from each one, mm -hmm. whether it's just the understanding of who people are in the gay community and what it is like for some people to come out to a society that is still confused about it is really eye-opening you know listening to my brother who listened to your podcast your first episode saying i had no idea that you guys went through this mm -hmm. i was like wait you didn't because mm -hmm. my perspective is like everyone is understanding it but it kind of goes back to communication if we're not sharing 
what our story is, how is anyone else going to know? Right? You have to tell people or else people are going to think different things. And I really think your podcast does justice to that. It allows people to get on here in a safe space and tell who they are. Mm -hmm. And it's entertaining. Like, it's fun to listen to stories, you know, whether it's good or bad. You feel for these people. Everyone has empathy. And it's, I don't know, it's incredible. So what you're doing is great work. And, you know, I'm honored to be a part of it. I I truly am. I will say that in sports, it is tough to be gay. Mm -hmm. It still is. You're surrounded by a lot of testosterone, at least in, in male sports. There's a lot of egos that come about that, um, a lot of cockiness, because people are trying to be better mm-hmm. and trying to be competitive. And it takes away from the competitiveness in the sport and sometimes gets internalized within the team. Coming out in a situation like that is pretty difficult. Yeah. Because if you do that and you have this fear of being less than your peers, you are now taking a step backwards in this competitive team environment. So I I just encourage teams and coaches and athletes to be accepting of other people. Mm -hmm. I think really, really good and tight teams are, but those are pretty rare. Mm -hmm. And it takes a team and maybe a couple individuals to really be honest about themselves, to bring teams together, And then it will allow people to come out Mm -hmm. more. So if you're straight, be honest with people. Be be open and don't be a dick. I don't know. Yeah, be an ally. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, be open. If you can be open, then that person who's struggling to come to terms with their sexuality or come out will be open too. Mm -hmm. People, be vulnerable. It's fun. It allows relationships to blossom in any sort of aspect of life i think that's what life is about Mm -hmm. is being happy and and being here with the people that make you happy yeah that's good yeah thanks babe Mm -hmm. pop off sis Mm. (laughs) (laughs) didn't like that (laughs) yeah thanks again for tuning in this week love you kyle It's been such an honor to be able to date you and to get to know you better as we continue to grow. Tune in next week for some more episodes. We will be changing some things up a little bit. So I'm excited to see what's next. I'm your host, Jack White, and this is Y'all Are Gay.